0: I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Do you ever click onto Facebook or maybe Instagram and spontaneously post that before and after photo? just because it seems like the sort of thing you should, could, would be doing. Uh, Maybe don't really put much thought into the post caption because you're not actually quite sure the thought behind the post in the first place. Am I right? I know that many salon owners are guilty of this. They vaguely know the outcome that they want to achieve on social media in general, but aren't really thinking about the outcome that they want to achieve from each post. And this is where I think so many of us tend to go wrong. Posting just for the sake of it, to tick the box, it's not going to help you build an engaged online following. Because, well, basically there's nothing to engage with. What we need to start thinking about is goal-orientated marketing. And in this episode, I'm joined by Jenny Eastwood. Now, Jenny is a freelance creative copywriter and salon marketing expert. Today, we chat with her about why you need to be talking directly to your ideal client's in your posts, considering what your clients want to see, adding value, and actually thinking things like, what outcome do I want to achieve from this post? So then, how can I make this outcome happen from my post before we click anything? So tune in to hear Jenny's tips. Jenny, hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, why don't we start with who are you where are you in the world and what do you do how did you get to be doing it okay
1: so i am a freelance creative copywriter and i live in auckland um i have fairly recently transitioned into a career in marketing after working as a hairdresser for seven years so um last year i switched careers completely. And now I work with clients across a range of niches. My largest client is a SaaS company, which stands for Software as a Service, who provide a platform to some of the biggest fitness influencers in the world to help them sell their training plans and programs. And I also work with a few small New Zealand businesses as well.
0: So when we first met, uh, you were completing your apprenticeship, maybe, um, uh, so several years ago now. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, love and time for the industry and what sort of drew you to to leave and do something different. So I started hairdressing
1: um, when I had sort of, I was a bit lost in my life at the time. I had gone to university to study journalism and got quite burnt out and dropped out within, in my first semester. And then... Um, I ended up being a hair model for a salon for industry, actually, um, a few years ago. And I had never, ever been exposed to hairdressing on that level, that kind of creativity. I just thought at the time that you just went and had a haircut and a blow wave and perms and sets and that was it. I didn't (laughs) know that there was this whole other big world of competitions and creativity behind it. Um, And I was really inspired. So I uh, started my apprenticeship at that salon. Um, and then uh, I never really thought that hairdressing would be my forever career, but I really loved it while I was doing it. And I I have a very sort of tunnel vision focus when I set my sights on something. I'm like a dog with a bone and I just go for it. So I worked really hard and um, did a lot of extra extracurriculars, like uh, competitions, photo shoots and stuff like that. Um, However, I did become quite jaded with the industry after a few years um, and started to miss writing again. And at the time when I dropped out of journalism, I didn't really understand that there could be any other professional pathways to be a writer and get paid to do it. Um, And I didn't, being 18 and I was a dumb 18-year-old, I didn't have the wherewithal to find the information to figure out how I could make that work. I just threw in the towel. So um, a couple of years ago, I started looking into different avenues I could go down, figuring out if it were possible to make that change without having to go back to university and spend another three years studying. Um, and so I I had a, a friend kind of help me as a mentor more. he's a He owns his own businesses and stuff, digital businesses. And he kind of worked more like a little coach, like reminding me that, you know, you can do it, you can... Um, If you educate yourself and practice and um, take all the opportunities, you know, it is possible. So um, I kind of self-taught and learned as much as I could applying what I already knew from previous years and was able to um, land a job as a paid copywriter. And now I'm self-employed and it's great.
0: It's awesome. I love that story. And I remember you so clearly when we met uh, because you are... Um, my impression of you is always such a doer, a go-getter, and, and you're 100% in. So it was to my pleasant surprise to find you now 100% in doing something else, which, you know, as a salon owner, is a really tricky skill to try and get your head around. It's one of those multiple um, balls that you have to juggle. Yet in this environment, in the current uh, stage and space that we're in, we are in the information age and we're in information overload. How you write and present yourself online is is your brand. Your brand is judged by the words that you choose. And so if we don't have some inkling uh, or... (laughs) employee an expert, Do you know, we've, it's a big uphill battle. So I, it's why it's such an important topic that I wanted to bring on the podcast. So I'm so pleased to have you here. Um, all right, let's talk about some of those important things to be visible and get the attention, grab some of that attention online and socially um, so we can put our business on the map. Uh, let's, let's start with the topic of... Um, being visible on social and making sure that we're um, appealing or finding a wide audience to market to? So the key with social media is that um,
1: you have to be across it and you have to be active, Um, especially in an industry where it's a very visual industry. If you're not out there presenting your work, you're really missing a huge opportunity. Um, The key thing as well, like when people buy from you, when they're choosing who to buy from, do they book an appointment with you or do they book an appointment with the competitor? It all comes down to um, how much they like you and trust you. And part of that relationship is building that relationship online through social media and your website and all those kinds of things. So in my experience working with, social media influences, there are, regardless of what industry you're in, there are definitely a few key things that come across when you're wanting to um, engage existing followers and seek out new ones. So first and foremost, actually, you need to have, you need to establish what your goal is. Is your goal to um, convert people and convince them to book an appointment or is it to grow your grow your brand and your network because they're two different things and each one requires a slightly different approach. So if you're wanting to ultimately market yourself and have people book an appointment with you and put yourself out there to as many people as possible, um, it's really important to show that you are an authority in your niche. And the way that you can do that is by posting really high quality, high value content that people can learn something from. So an example of that would be, Think about who your client is. You're not marketing yourself to other hairdressers. You're marketing yourself to, you know, Jane who doesn't know how to curl her hair in the morning. So, I think the key is really understanding who you're posting for and what are they going to want to hear. Simple updos tutorials. Um, getting in front of the camera is really important. So doing Instagram lives, Facebook lives, and talking through a tutorial on how to do five easy updos for a night out or how to curl your hair in five minutes or think about those common questions that clients are asking you and those are like hidden gems of things that they really want to know and things that you should be considering about posting online it's all well and good to post before and afters because that helps build the trust that you know what you're doing but in order to get people to take an interest share your content you need to give them something um, and that's where you know sharing your resources, sharing your knowledge and keeping it really, really, really simple um, is really important as well because technical jargon is just gonna be lost on the average person. Um, you could start having, if you don't already, using making use of weekly emails, um, giving them something like teasing pieces of content in your social media is really important. Um, And it's the same when you're like wanting to market to a wider audience. People, if someone doesn't know who you are, uh, when they come across your profile, then first impressions, they really count. Um, So it's also important to think about how your your profile actually looks. It needs to be aesthetically pleasing. So if we're talking about Instagram, it should be a true reflection of your brand um, as as well as keeping it sort of um, accessible for everybody else so not if your brand is to post high quality like um you know photo shoot photos that's cool but also think about again what your goal is if your goal is to get people to book an appointment with you then think about uh, how you can reel them in get them to build trust get to know you get to like you um
0: and then post according to that if your goal can we can we talk about that goal for a moment because i think i think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of having clarity around what your goal is but in actual fact you as a business owner you have the goal of both but you can't have the goal of both in each individual post yes exactly right because you need to have a little bit of both because you need to build the audience so you've got someone to invite to do the booking right but you can't do both and you can't uh, there needs to be clarity per post of which one it is yeah exactly so so totally so it's the point
1: is to think about why you're posting like that particular post that you're doing like not don't just wake up in the morning and post a pretty picture because that's what you feel like posting that day it's really important to give each post a lot of thought and think about what am i trying to achieve with this who am i posting this for like think about who your dream client is, like the exact client that you wish you had a hundred of them coming into the salon every day. What does she look like? How much does she earn? Like how much would she spend in the salon? And then think about what kind of content she would be interested in reading or consuming um, online. And so when you go to make your post, think, okay, do I want her to book an appointment with me today? then what do I need to talk about in my caption or in my video or in my Facebook Live to get them to do that? Or if you just want to get people to engage with your content and start following you, um, maybe post an inspirational quote or, or a testimonial or something that will get people on the hook and looking forward to what your next post is going to be.
0: Yeah, because people aren't typically majority of people aren't going to discover you today and book with you tonight yes, <laughs> actually, it's, not the it's, thing ag- it's actually quite a we did a, uh, some research around this actually and it's actually quite a long lead time um i think a third of people was within a month and two thirds uh was as long as uh six months and then the last small slither was was a year so there's a there's a lot of no like and trust nurturing going on (laughs) to get the majority of people to come and do business with you and that's only just those uh that was just the research based on those that had booked that's not those that follow that are following you on social right
1: yeah yeah um absolutely it's definitely um, every single part of your online presence is part of the customer journey so your Facebook posts, your Instagram posts, if you're a salon, um, a hairdresser on LinkedIn, um, YouTube, email marketing, your your website, every single thing that encompasses your brand online is part of that customer journey and it's all contributing to whether they're likely to book with you or not. Um, So everything that you do across each platform Um, It really, it matters. Every single post does matter because each time they see you and you're reinforcing a message that you've talked about before, it helps solidify in their mind that you're the person that they can trust to do the job.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about this uh, super cool word called conversion, and um, which is the moment that somebody clicks on something and decides to actually book an appointment. Talk to me a little bit about uh, how do we improve that? Uh, how do we optimize that experience so we can get more people to click book now?
1: So um, I often say like, you know, having a perfect social media presence means nothing if people don't know what to do when they actually go to your website. So when I talk about conversion optimization or user experience optimization, I'm talking about if I'm a client who's never been on your website before, what do I think and feel when I land on your site? Is it really easy to know exactly where to go to book an appointment? Is the information super clear? And I think um, there's a common theme actually among um, hairdressing websites that they're either completely neglected, which is really sad because it's a huge opportunity. That's the first place people are likely to find you because they're Googling Auckland hairdresser or Hamilton hairdresser or whatever. Um, They're either totally neglected, or they are too cool, and what I mean by too cool is they have been designed, but they're actually designed to a point where they're not functional anymore. Um, so you might get to a website and there'll be all these cool graphics popping up in your face, but where do I go to book an appointment? I don't. What What's your salon about? What do you What do you stand for? I, it, how can i scroll i can't scroll the screens like all of these things are really important you need to think you need to make it as easy as possible for your customer to take action so the above the fold as we call it when you land on a home page is the most prime real estate on your whole website and we call it above the fold because um, back in the day before there were websites there were newspapers and that above the fold was like the most important section so when someone lands on that um, immediately, it should state something strong about who your salon is, what you stand for, and then tell them what you want them to do. Do you want them to book an appointment? Have a big button that says book online now, and it'll take them to that. It needs to be so clear. Um, if you look at websites like um, Slack, Asana, Typeform, Squarespace, Shopify, they all look and and sound very very similar. The design there's a clear pattern there, and that's because the pattern works. Like that layout, really simple headline, a small description maybe, and then a huge button telling you what to do. That's it, it's about making it as simple as possible. And the classic saying, "Don't make me think."
0: The less you have to make them think, the better. Let's talk about that for a minute because you know uh, it's not an intuitive thought that we have when we come to build our website or we come to create our socials or any of the content that we're putting online that we we don't naturally think how can i make this easy how do i not make somebody think the least thing the least thing that's from our mind so what does that really mean because i mean ultimately one humans are lazy um not Mm -hmm. because they want to be lazy but because it actually takes a lot of energy to think um, but also we have to direct them to tell them what to do because it's not they're not actively thinking, what should I do next? We need to lead them towards something. So talk, talk to me a little bit about this because it's not a thought that we have as we are creating our digital right. profile. So
1: if you're building it yourself and you're building it in say Squarespace or WordPress, there are lots of templates that actually are created specifically with easy steps in mind that your homepage, the like the anatomy of what makes a good homepage. So pay attention to what they are and consider that when you're um, implementing those changes. But I would also suggest like, run things past like your mum or, you know, like your aunt. Like if you're, if they, it's often a good test. If you say, can you have a look at this? Tell me what you think. If they say, I don't know what to do, or where do I go? Then that's a huge indication that it's not clear enough. So when I say clear, it's like you might have one, your brand statement might be your headline, and then say what it is that you specialize in as a subheading, and then book an appointment here. Um, A clear menu, I think a good rule of thumb is that less is more, honestly, all the time. Like if in doubt, keep it simple. Don Draper, who's one of my favorite ad men, and even though he's fictional from the TV show Mad Men, he has a saying which is um, keep it, make it simple but significant. And that is the rule that you should apply to your, to your websites. Um, and look at, like I said, like do a bit of research, see what these huge software companies and sites, have a look at that kind of design and that simplicity where it just catches the key snippets of information that you need and consider how you could implement that. Another thing actually that I see that a lot of salons do um, is too much technical jargon on the website. Like when you're going to, if you do go to book an appointment, um, and I had this issue as a stylist, people would book the most random things because they don't know, people don't know. Like they don't know what balayage is. They don't even know how to spell it. They have absolutely (laughs) no idea what they want. And you really need to consider that when you're offering a menu, like keep it so simple. What would your mum ask for if she wanted to go blonde or um
0: thank you that I think that's good because we probably as a stylist, go oh, mum right, but instead we need to go, "Oh, thanks, mum," because that's actually how my customer thinks yeah uh, and that's how we want to uh present things because uh a website is not a tool for us to promote our business. It's actually a tool for our customers to find our business or to do business with us. Right. And that's quite a different mindset, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really do think that, you know, we maybe shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit in hairdressing because we focus so much on promoting ourselves to other hairdressers with, you know, like industry competitions and, you know, photo shoots and stuff like that. That's great. Like, you know, it's all good, but, your presence online, like on social media and on your website, that is a different thing. Like it's not the same. A photo shoot, those titles don't mean anything to to your customers. They don't care. They just want to know about you and can you cut their hair well? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? Are you friendly? Are you kind? What,
0: what can you do for me?
1: exactly what can you do Mm -hmm. for me how can you make my life better they do
0: not care about anything else and i really i I want to pick on that word that you said right at the beginning stop promoting to other hairdressers and i just want to say that for a moment now because if you're listening now you may not have thought about this consciously or intentionally that that maybe is what you're doing do, do you know? Like I remember yep. a time of being like that and we're, or we're trying to attract new team members or make a name for ourselves in the industry, but what we fail to recognize is that just trying to achieve that means that we're talking over the heads of our clients.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, in, you're making yourself inaccessible to them. They don't understand it. They they don't, and I, 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 feel, I understand that, you know, you've put all this time and energy and all this money into winning this title or entering this thing, But And so you kind of, you want to get your money's worth out of that, but you need to consider, you know, how you're coming across and what it is that your client really actually cares about. When they're leaving you reviews, what is it in their reviews that they're telling you? Like on Facebook, when they leave a review, they're not saying... Oh, I love going to so and so. They've entered so many competitions. That's not what they're like. She listened to me. She gave me exactly the haircut I wanted. She was super friendly. She prescribed the right hair care for what I needed. Awesome. I'm telling my friends. So those are the things that people care about.
0: That's right. Actually, if you want any copywriting uh, insights, go to your reviews, copy and paste, and regurgitate. Because this is what this is the words on the side of the head of the customer, right?
1: yep exactly it is such a goldmine of information like they're telling you what they like and what they respond to and it's like right. free market research
0: <laughs> exactly i love it okay we've talked about a lot of things here um we have talked about making uh, ourselves available easy to do business with by connecting with the customer not just thinking inside of our own heads We've talked about connecting with who we want to connect with and what the purpose is for each individual post. Um, What else have we talked about? we talked about a lot of things. Mm. Is there anything else that you think that, like, I just have to say this one more thing to make sure that we cover it off?
1: I think, no, I think we've mostly covered it. I just think it's really important to remember about who you're marketing to. you know if you take nothing else away think about each post you make and and is
0: that for your client that you want to come in or is that for your competitive hop into the mind of your client and see it from her point of view which i think is a good thing to do for business anyway right hop out of the business walk around hop out of the goldfish bowl and actually look you know we used to do it periodically as a team we would walk out of the business would start down the road and think like a client and walk Toward the business and notice, you know, the dust on the windows or the whatever it is, and walk in and try and look at it from a fresh perspective, and then we'd write a list and go and clean the place up. Do the exact uh, but I think we need to, to do that back. digitally. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, need to do the same thing digitally, right? Yeah, uh, socials, uh, all the platforms, website. Uh, I think that should be the takeaway of the day. Like, if you're listening now, this is what I want you to go and do. Go and have a good fresh audit with some fresh eyes uh, on all of your. Uh, online platforms
1: yeah absolutely i saw a website actually recently a hair salon um and they are a classic example of like very very well designed but not very functional and there's a, a covid 19 um warning like you know notice up on the that's sort of like a pop-up and it doesn't go away and you can't get rid of it so the entire site is now unusable because you cannot even <laughs> get out of it you can't book an appointment even if you wanted to so it's like yeah think about these things you know
0: do you know um i think especially the contact form and the social links at the bottom of a footer on a website are probably the most broken links on a website ever all the time we almost need to put a reminder in our calendar to check our website like every six weeks go and have a check yeah uh, and yeah. check that all the links work Get, give it to somebody else and say go and check every single link on the website make sure it's working yeah because they break exactly exactly
1: um it's pretty embarrassing when people message you too like hey i tried to do this on your website and i couldn't because the link's broken it's yeah yeah it's
0: i've had that happen. 100 I've recently launched my 100 people of yeah well 100 people have already clicked on it and not told you about the time somebody actually tells you exactly yeah <laughs> okay hard, well you're I'm a bit going yeah yeah and and unfortunately that is the truth so uh jenny you are a business owner yourself now uh tell me what is a quote or a mantra or something that kind of keeps you sane or keeps you going and motivated as a a business owner that you can share with us um i really like the saying
1: that old ways won't open new doors because i feel like that applies to just about anything that you do and it is almost, it's such a nice reminder that at any point, you can change the direction you're going in. Like, if you don't like what's being said, change the conversation. You can, you're in total control of your destiny and in control of the direction of your business, and you can't continue to do what you were doing and expect new results. It's like, tail as time. But it's also reassuring, you know, because it, it shows the possibility, what you can actually
0: do, you know? Nice. I agree. (laughs) Um, All right. What about uh, a book, a podcast, a resource, or something that you have enjoyed recently that you think all salon owners should pick up? So when I was um,
1: searching some resources for my career transition, um, I read a book that I do believe everybody in any sort of business-owning sales position any kind of job in the world should read. It's called Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert B. Cialdini. And it is a classic. Um, and the whole thing is about how to persuade someone to do what you want them to do. And as hairdressers, um, you're salespeople as well. You're not just, um, you don't just cut hair. You're you are constantly trying to persuade people to um, not in a not in a malicious way but you know you want them to buy the product because a it's good for the bottom line and b they need it they want if you want their hair to stay in good condition Um, and this book has six key principles about what drives someone to um, to buy or to do something and it's really really fascinating the insight into human psychology and the things that you already do as a stylist that you're not even aware of and why that works If you're a successful stylist, I guarantee you're already doing like three of the principles in there and you're not even aware of it. Um, It is just an excellent book and it's so good at making you aware of areas you can improve and how you can apply these principles to your business to not only be more successful, but also provide a better, more valuable experience for your customers
0: too. Awesome. Great. All right. We'll put the link to that in the show notes. All right. Well, look, uh, please give us your, your socials and your dub dubs so we can find you, stalk you, and uh, see all the good stuff that you're doing. So my website is www.eastwoodcreative.co,
1: and my Instagram is eastwood.creative. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn too, and I share lots of articles and stuff on there that I've written about copywriting and for your business and things like that, so you can connect with me on there if you wish. Um, yeah, and I'm always, happy to offer any advice uh if you want this you know fresh pair of eyes over your website for an opinion happy to do that so let me know
0: well we have suggested that people do exactly that and they probably could do with some fresh eyes so <laughs> take ps take her up on the offer <laughs> hey awesome to connect with you again jenny i appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you thanks for having me And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Thanks, Jenny, for joining me in this episode. I truly appreciate it. Now, if you feel like you need help growing your uh, audience, engaged audience, social media or digital marketing, then reach out to me, DM me. Let's have a conversation. I would love to help. I'll leave the link to chat with me in the show notes below. Otherwise, I look forward to catching you.